Hi, everyone. You're listening to Your Place at the Table podcast. If you feel that twinge deep down, that feeling that you're supposed to do something more with your life, but you don't know what, then this podcast is for you. Maybe you have a dream, a big goal, or just a twinkling of a thought, but you don't understand it, or you don't see how it's different than what everyone else is doing. Or maybe you don't get how you and the things in your life fit into the world. We explore this topic together, otherwise known as purpose. This podcast will help all of us find a little more clarity on how our lives fit into the world. We all have a seat at the table. Some of us, myself included, just need to stop trying to sit in other people's spots. Every week I'll share a short reflection, then a piece of content that addresses that week's topic. Both will be available on my website. And if you stumbled on this podcast for the first time, my name is Kim Jansen. I'm a wife, mom, writer, fitness instructor, worship leader, and chocolate chip cookie lover. I've been writing online since 2009, and I've been stumbling through this life since 1989. You're listening to episode three. Our first episode was talking about the first step you need to create a life you love. That boils down to contentment. The second episode was about dreaming and knowing that you have a place to dream. There is a place for you no matter how saturated the world seems. How many other people are already doing the things you think you're supposed to do? Now, episode three is a little bit different. Episode three has been quite popular on Pinterest. It continues to get a lot of read, and so I figured this would be a good one to also do for the podcast. I hope you enjoy. Proverbs 27, 21. The purity of silver and gold is tested by putting them in the fire. Purity of human hearts is tested by giving them a little fame. The message. Fame changes people. Like a heightened sense, fame reveals our character. An actor from Grey's Anatomy decided he no longer wanted to be married to his wife of a 13-year relationship so he could live the bachelor life. And while we scrunch our nose at people who make decisions to hurt others, I wonder if we realize how long it would be before we did something similar. Because no one, no one lasts for long. Not only does fame heighten the dark spots in our hearts, it causes them to grow. Fame doesn't allow for a lot of solitude, and it doesn't allow us to only answer to the Lord. Eventually that would break us or cause us to leave the limelight. Think of Justin Bieber, Lindsay Lohan, and the countless other child stars who went off the rocker. We were not meant for fame. We were made for worship, not to be worshipped. But thanks to social media, anybody has a chance to hold fame in their hands. Just 10,000 followers on Instagram, and you get the coveted swipe up feature in stories. A few thousand email subscribers is enough to get you a book deal. Anyone can start a YouTube channel, and anyone can leverage social media to make unimpressive skills a means to get seen. As you desire to create beauty, to have influence, to change the world, you may find yourself in a position where others watch your every move. In fact, it's a requirement these days to be seen regularly. Before you step out into the public eye, no matter how small, be ready with a heart that's focused on the Lord and committed to the promises you made before people started noticing you. At some point, we will all ask the question, what should I do with my life? A good place to start is always with who you are. There's a deep longing in all of us to do something that matters. Some of us know what that is. If that's you, good for you. Go out and do it. But others find themselves stuck as they try to figure out what they want to do. 
what they should do. I've asked myself this question at least weekly. I want to do all the things. The list is astonishingly long, but I find I waste more time wondering and researching the options. I wonder what my passion is and how I find my passion. And what does it mean to have a passion for something and does that matter? So many questions. I've read a lot of experts and quote unquote experts views on finding their passion and doing it for a living. Many equate it to purpose, which is much more simple, and others relate it to your interests or skills. I'm in the interests and skills camp as I believe purpose is boiled down to something really simple, loving God and loving others. But even in light of the simplicity, we still have an important role to play. So what is that role? And how do we find our passion and try to do it for a living? So let's ask ourselves some questions. Where have I been? A big part of figuring out what to do with your life and finding what you love is deciphering your story. People connect to stories. You know what I mean, how you got to this current moment. That's what I mean by story. We connect with other people through learning about them and finding similarities and examples of how to overcome something in which we're struggling. So answer these questions. What events in the past currently influence my relationship with my parents? What I mean by that is parents or lack of them are always a huge component of our stories. What was an event that stands out in my mind from my past? What was something really hard that I hated going through at the time, but now I'm grateful I experienced? What is a choice I made in the past that saved me from something hard later? What was an instance of serendipity? So maybe you see a few themes weaving through your own story. There may be some lessons you learned that you want others to experience. The next thing to figure out is what am I good at? This is where a lot of people tend to focus when trying to figure out what they want to do with their lives. While it's only part of the discovery, it is still important to know. So ask yourself, what do I enjoy doing? What would I be willing to do for free because I enjoy doing it so much? What do other people recognize in me and ask me to do? What training and skills do I have? Next, what would I tell my past self? I heard once on the Hope Writers podcast that one of the best ways to figure out what your message should be, as we all have a message, is to think of what your past self from a few years ago needs to know. Often the people who teach us the most are ones just a couple steps ahead of us. Other times they've lived an entire life in comparison, but a couple years back, to our past self then is a good place to start. So if I could tell my past self from a few years ago, something or some lesson, what would I say? Next, what is my personality? I may have every desire in the world to run a ministry and I may have the skills for it, but if my personality is not bent towards working with people or thrives off of a hectic pace, I may not want to start something like that. Our personalities are strong factors in deciphering how we should spend our lives and our time. If we try to act despite our personalities, we'll face burnout, we'll strain relationships, and we won't feel very authentic. I do believe that our personalities change over time based on our experiences, our challenges, and our relationships, so it's good to revisit this every so often. I do suggest taking a personality test that's with quotes, like you could start with the Myers-Briggs, but also something like the Enneagram is a good place to start. You can also start with these simple questions here. Do I prefer working by myself or with others? 
Do I charge ahead on something or sit back and consider all the options? Is it easy for me to juggle a lot of tasks or responsibilities? What situations in life give me the most joy? Here's the last part. What is my biggest dream? Lastly, it's good to evaluate what you would love to do most. While where you've been is your why and what you're good at is your how, what you want to do is your what. So if money, connections, location wasn't an issue, what would I love to do most? Why? And what's keeping me from pursuing this? I hope you're able to take a minute and ask these questions. If you need help with the organization, I've compiled the questions onto a worksheet to make it easier. You can find it by going to wordsonpaper.me slash podcast and finding the show notes for episode three. The links will lead you to the right thing. So maybe after doing this exercise, you don't have a concrete answer yet, but you have an idea. This is not a quiz where an algorithm tells you what you should do next. It's a time of self-exploration, and it is fine if nothing is quite concrete. You've taken the first step, and now you know what to look for. So can you answer the question, what do you have to offer the world? Thank you for listening to episode three of your Place at the Table podcast. For the show notes, please visit wordsonpaper.me slash podcast and visit episode three of season one. You can find me at Instagram at Kim L.H. Jansen. That's J-A-N-S-E-N. You can also find me on Pinterest, which is also Kim L.H. Jansen. Twitter, sometimes I post you, and you can also find me there. That is actually at Words on Paper Me, all one thing. Also visit me on the blog, thewordsonpaper.me, of course. And you can join my email list, where I write to weekly. That is an intimate group of people who are all pursuing dreams and finding their big thing for this season.